Hey everybody, welcome back. And we've got another fantastic Today, I've got Mike Drummish. Uh, he is the founder of Peak Impact Speaking and the Center of Respect. Uh, you speak from about 150 to 200 speeches a year around the world and with Peak Impact Speaking, you help impact-driven entrepreneurs uh, with wanting to be influential and reaching their Peak Impact Speaking. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, and as usual, I'm Andrew Dupy. I am the uh, Chief Sales Officer with Leaders Press. And so the way that we do this, I like to just go ahead and begin with, oh, let's take an elevator view. Let's go ahead and get in a helicopter. What do you do, Mike, and how do you help people? Yeah, so there's two worlds of what I do. One, I've been a professional speaker for three decades. So yeah. that's really where I built my brand and my name and my business. And that's where my mission was driven through the Center for Respect, where I speak in middle schools, high schools, universities, U.S. military installations all over the world, on-site and virtually, and then with organizations like companies. And they bring me in to really create a culture of respect, high energy, high interactive, very we have proof-driven results when we speak that we can show every client. So that's what I've been doing for 30 years. And what happened along that mm -hmm. journey, Andrew, is people came to me and said, can you teach me to do what you did and how you have done what you did? Because I speak on a very sensitive topic. Now, when people mm -hmm. hear respect, I'm in a more close niche of, of sexual violence, sexual assault, consent. That's what I'm brought in for. So they're like, hey, how do you handle such a difficult topic with such wide variety of audiences and ages and and backgrounds and demographics. So they wanna know really how to reverse engineer what I've done all these years so they can do it for themselves with the mission they have, with how they wanna make a difference in the world. So they asked me, hey, can you coach? What they didn't know is my background is coaching. I, before even speaking, I was coaching full-time. And so I love coaching, it's in my family's blood. Everyone in my family has coached professionally on some level. And mm -hmm. so it's in our blood. So then we launched Peak Impact Speaking and that was to help that impact-driven entrepreneur, that person who really wants to make a difference. A lot of authors fit this. They really want their book to have a bigger impact even beyond the book. Mm -hmm. Like they wanna be on stages, sharing the messages from the book, impacting thousands around the world. We help people do that. We help them learn how to do that and how to be themselves while doing that. It's one of the biggest mistakes people make. They go get coaching or courses from people that are formulaic and you look exactly like the speaker who taught you. And that is not you. It's not healthy for you. It's not good for your business. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go right in. And obviously my position is from, you know, how do you do a book and how does a book help you? So you know, let me just give the floor to you and talking to our audience about, you know, what is the value of a book and how can they go wrong with it? Yeah. Well, as a speaker, the value of the book is priceless because it gives the person looking at booking me the chance to read my book and see exactly what I think, what the message is that I'm gonna share with the world. And if they love the book, then they're way more likely to trust that they're gonna really feel comfortable and be thrilled with me on stage. So the book is a credibility builder uh, throughout that process. And that is great. Number two, it's a business card. I can send anybody who's interested in me a book instead of a business card and it's way more powerful. Three, it helps the message go forever after I leave the stage. So if everybody in the audience gets my book, well, they could love what I said on stage, read it, implement it in their life, and now they have the resource 
to help them use that throughout their life. So it gives them an ongoing experience and every book you bring out allows them to do that with you even more. So that becomes even more powerful while you're doing that. So when I'm speaking, for instance, Andrew, I'll show you an example right now. Yeah. I'll have my book right next to me when I'm talking about the book so that visually people can see one of my books and, and we'll go from book to book as we're talking so that the person who's really watching that happen can see and say, hey, I want that book. I want to take this conversation to the next level. Fantastic. Um, so what are the pitfalls then? I mean, it, it sounds like you know, having a book obviously is no brainer. Yeah, what are the so the pitfalls are a couple of things. One, thinking that just because you wrote a book that everybody around you likes that it's actually well-written and a good book. Mm -hmm. So this is a big mistake I hear people make all the time, uh, especially clients who come in, oh, I've got a book and, and everybody loves my book. And you'll say, well, who's reviewed it? Um, close friends and the editor. Okay, those are all people with a bias. So one of the things you really want to do is send that book out for true review. Make sure that book has been reviewed by people who are book reviewers who have nothing to do with you and will shred it if it needs shredding to make it a better book. Not for you to be offended and be like, how could they write that about my book? Go, well, why did they get that about my book? What needs to be corrected in my book to make it stronger? So that's key. Number two, send it out to the experts in the field. Maybe you think you're, they're your competitors. Send it out to them and ask for testimonials. Ask them if they like the book. Could they provide a testimony that you could put their name in the book with the testimonial? So it helps build the credibility once again in the book. If somebody opens my book, they're going to see all the top names in my field of expertise actually endorsing the book. Mm -hmm. And people for years would be like, I'm not asking my competitor. It's not competitor. You're all on the same mission. Why wouldn't you want to help each other? So, And they're only going to do that, especially in my mind of work. They're not going to put their words behind it unless they believe it because the sensitivity of what I do so it's a great way to build momentum for a book. But the mistake, the downside is thinking because you wrote it, everybody's going to buy it. That's, that's mistake number two. You're probably aware, Andrew, let, yeah. most books never make a thousand sales. Yeah. 98% like uh, yeah, of, yeah. yeah, of books never hit a thousand books sold. Mm -hmm. uh, so when people go, what does it take? It takes an audience to sell a book. And the mistake is thinking, well, my book will bring me an audience. It's the direct opposite. You have to be building an audience for your book to get to. So you do that by what you do on social media, what you do on stages, what you do in all different places. It's, it's why big name speakers get book contracts because they already have an audience. So the big publishing house goes, oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you upfront money because we know you have an audience. Same with celebrities, same with politicians. They already have an audience. So that, that thing comes, and you're right. I hear this all the time. Uh, I hear from people that come to me and said that they have tried to publish a book and they sold six copies to their friends <laughs> and <laughs> it never went anywhere. So what is your recommendation to somebody? And, and I hope that you're going to recommend something that I feel is good for us, but I just want you to tell what, what's your solution? How do you take that book and turn that into something in which people can read? Yeah, well, you hire professionals who know what they're doing uh, to make that book come to life. So I always did with my books exactly what I believe you do, Andrew, also, which is provide that service of, hey, come to us. We'll help you put that book together. We'll teach you how to do that. And so I went and hired the best people. So here, this company that would help me put in, bring an editor and an art designer in for the cover design, the inside layout design, who would get it into all of the distributors, wholesale and stores, 
And I let that team of people do their job. They're experts at what they do. I'm experts at what I do. So hire people who know what they're doing to do that. It's just like when people come to me and say, hey, I want to build a really successful speaking business as an author of a book. Uh, what do you do? And I say, well, I can tell you about this course or you can work with me and I'll help you do it, right? I'll help you mm -hmm. because every story is different. And you know this, every book is different. If anybody says, well, this formula is the one way that every book goes to number one, uh, you're, you're being sold a scam normally because that's every book has a different journey, just like every speaker has a different journey. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so, but what's their steps though? I mean, what do you do then? You, you, you have an idea. How are you going to make that work for you? Yeah, well, what I do in our world is because I'm usually coaching people who want to speak and write the book is we tell them all the time, speak, and it will write the book. And you'd be amazed how few of people do this. They think, I got to write my book first so that I can speak. It is mm -hmm. the direct opposite in reality. Every time you get on stage and you're telling stories, you'll know which ones connect with the audience and which ones don't. That one goes in the book. That one doesn't. Oh, and when you're in front of an audience, they're going to ask questions that you didn't even realize they wanted to know. Well, that's now the book. Right, because now the book is writing itself. Your audience is going, what about this? What about that? And you're going, oh, this is where they're struggling. Okay, that needs to be in the book. And you do enough speeches and the book writes itself. So I was speaking for quite a while before I wrote my book. So when people have heard how, did, I wrote my book in 10 days. And my very first book was written in 10 days. And it did really well and by professional reviewers and critics. And the reason why was I'd been speaking for a decade. So all I did was sit down and put on paper what I had been saying from stage. It was way easier to do than to sit there without ever talking to an audience and try to figure out what the world needed in, in the book. That's a way more difficult struggle than actually getting that feedback to write the book. And you can still, the mistake people will hear, Andrew, is, well, mm -hmm. to speak and then write, it's going to take me 10 years. No, I just waited too long, right? You could speak for the next three months everywhere you could possibly get into for free. Rotary, Kiwanis, everywhere, and have a lot of content to then just dive into the book and put the book, really create mm -hmm. a great book. You don't need to speak for 10 years for the book to come together. It's just a matter of getting in front of enough audiences to see which material is really hitting home. Absolutely. No, that, that, that sounds great. Um, so I like that you said, you know, you, I, I say often to people, if you build it, it not, does not necessarily will come. That's right. <laughs> and yeah, we get that from the movie, but it's not really true. So, you know, what, what do you do? So let's say you want to do a segue into public speaking. And we both know that you have to have a book to do that. So what do you do to make something that if you build it, they will come? Well, you have to become as a even better speaker mm. than you are an author. And the reason I say that is most people believe once their book is done, they're great authors. Yeah. Uh, and they believe that in their heart, whether true or not, that's what they believe. And they should, right? Why would you put something out to the world you don't believe in? You have to be an outstanding speaker, not a good speaker, an outstanding speaker. So, but you get there with practice. You get there with two ways. One, doing it. And two, getting the coaching to help you dramatically catapult your learning curve. Because if you just try to do it by speaking, 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 this is going to take forever to get all the way over here. Versus I speak once, I get tons of coaching. Second time I speak, I'm already four times better. I get tons of coaching. Now I'm another four times better. It can speed up that much 
because you have the right coach. Just uh-huh. like with a book summit that can help you accelerate the, the speed at which you get your book put together. Same thing with a coach. It just dramatically accelerates it. What I always find amazing is a person who does this, Andrew. Oh, I want to speak full time. How much are you investing into that? Oh, yeah, I'm not really putting money into that. I'm just going to. What business do you know that has skyrocketed out of this world and is still thriving after five years that they didn't invest in, that they didn't literally put financial time and money into investing and growing the business? Treat this like a business and go out and get the best people. Look, that's what Silicon Valley, they team up with the best minds when they have a business idea or project they want to run with. That's what they're doing. You want to do the same thing with your speaking business. Find the right person to help you catapult so that you're not stuck in slow motion the whole time. Same with that I just said about the book. Try to do it all yourself. You're going to be stuck in quicksand. Hire all the right people to do it. You're going to catapult the speed of the book and the the quality of the book. So then why... we're talking a lot about speaking. Why is a book important to a speaker? What is the thing you're going and you're doing public speaking? Some people are going to think to me uh, or ask me, why do I actually want to have one? Why am I not just going and doing public speaking? I don't need a book. Well, here's the thing. If I'm speaking and I don't have a book, what do they have to continue their learning with? Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing. Right. So so you gave them an hour and they have nothing else they can take with them to continue this journey. And if you think, well, they're going to remember everything I said in that hour. Uh, for how long do you think that's actually going to work? Yeah. Right. That they're only so long does the mind retain, have retention for. So you want to make sure you're giving something they can use the rest of their life. Not only that, they're passing on to others. They're not. See, when you leave, when you're on stage, you can only impact the people in the room. And then they go and share it and try to impact others. But when they have your book. The book can do the impact for them and can provide the impact. So I've met people that I never have met, my, that I never knew of in my life who said, oh, I have your book. I read your book. That's why we have to have you here. And I, I don't have any idea how I got my book. You'll, you'll ask them and they're like, someone gave it to me. So it wasn't from me being in an audience or you know, me giving them directly somebody. Somebody heard about it. And the book allows that kind of wildfire growth to take place because it's out there everywhere exactly and i mean i completely agree with you and, and you're you're speaking my language that's what i say every day uh, when someone comes in and they ask me you know why why should i have one so then you know what are the steps though i mean if somebody's got they want to get in the speech and what do they do to make those steps you're an expert on speaking how do they get to be able to do that and then you know have a book and have everything to go. Let's say they're they're an entrepreneur. They've been there for twenty five years. They want to have. They've got their exit. They want to begin to teach people. How do they do it? Yeah. Well, one start to write down what are the three major messages you're. And I say three because some people think, oh, I've got twenty. Start with three. Yeah, especially if you're going to speak, you more than three in an hour is way too much. So if you had to break your book into three sections, even if you had 10 lessons in there, there's probably a thread with these three and these three and these three that they could be broken into three. But keep your life simple. Start with three. What are the three main messages you want to share with the world? What's the story behind each message that you can share that connects their heart, their brain to that lesson? So it's not just a tactical read that you're connecting to my mind, my soul, my spirit. 
through the story. So what story can you bring there? What conflict was overcome during that story with the skill you're going to teach them? And then here's the key. What's the solution? So now you taught them the conflict like we're doing here. Okay, what's the solution? You better get to a solution. Otherwise, the reader's frustrated that you gave them a problem. They agree with you that problem exists. But what do I do? Mm-hmm. You need to be able to give them the what to do. So you've got to teach them the solution. All right. So here's a story that created the conflict. It's a good example of the problem that you, the reader, are having right now. In the story, here's how the person overcame it. It could be you, the author, who overcame it. It could be a case study of one of your clients who overcame it. Here's how they overcame it. And here's how you can do the same. And then you give them the how-to. You do that, and people have books they can change their lives with. Fantastic. I mean, exactly. So then uh, uh, the, the, the other part of that, what's their first steps? What's the what? What's their first steps? Oh, what, they, so yeah. what so I just they, said they there, start with... Yeah, start with the first, what the three yeah, messages so, are. Now you got, now you got the, the book together, right? So now right. you go, all right, who can help me take the, fulfill this book? What process do I need? And that's where you, that's the moment you should be seeking out experts, seeking out so systems. Yeah, seeking out experts. So that, that, that's your action. I love that because we're kind of the experts. So, so is, is, is and, and I know that I get asked this a lot, is ghostwriting a good step? Is something that in which you're going to actually go and have someone that knows what they're doing and is going to help you put something together? Is that a good step? You know, it can be. It absolutely can be. There are people that ghostwriting works for brilliantly, and there are other people, mm-hmm. you as you know, that are not a good fit for ghostwriting. But right. the way you find yeah. out, the way you find out is by investigating ghostwriting and what that means. Mm-hmm. And one of the mistakes people think is that. Ghostwriting means I'm not writing the book. And that's not what it means. That's one of the <laughs> biggest myths yeah. out there. Yeah. It means that somebody's taking your voice and putting the pen to it on your behalf because you're not used to doing that. It's still your voice. And so the mistake is thinking, well, ghostwriting, someone else is writing my book. No, it's your words in that book. It's just they're putting those words to paper, right? They're figuring out how to convey the message you're trying to teach. So if you're somebody that is like, hey, this can be too overwhelming for me to write a book, ghostwriting is absolutely the way to go because then you can be interviewed. There's a million ways they can ghostwrite that ends up them writing your words for you. If you're somebody who is, I'm a writer, I'm a born natural writer, that's where I thrive, you're less likely to ghostwrite because you enjoy the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're speaking my language <laughs> because yeah, that's what we help you with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what what missteps do the people that come to you? Let's let's say that somebody comes to you and they say, I, "I've come to you. I've made mistakes. What are the missteps they've made?" Just just to make sure that somebody's listening right now. Yeah, doesn't number number one mistake we see people make all the time is what I I'm going to go back to what I mentioned before. They don't invest in their business, so they're trying to do this all without, and they have the ability to. So I'm talking not talking about somebody who doesn't have the ability to invest in the business and they just don't because they can't. I'm not the person who does and decides, well, I'm not putting money into that. Yet they, they want it to grow. <laughs> they don't want to invest in it, right? So that's, that's a major mistake, right? So they're not willing to buy the program or the coach or whatever to get them to the next level or the, or the experts. Two, they also make a major mistake of thinking whatever they're creating that book is about them. Mm. That they think my book is, everybody needs to hear my story. Everybody needs to hear my, and that is a pretty much a perfect plan to fail because your book's about the reader. It's never about you. You are the medium to the reader. 
for the lessons to get to the reader. So the moment you think, well, my book's going to make me a million dollars, my book's going to make me, and that's how you write, there's no way you're connecting with the reader because your subconscious is not in alignment with the reader. It's about what you're taking from the reader instead of what you're giving to the reader. And I see this from stages of speakers. I see it with authors. When you write, it's about, you should really think of one human being you're writing to, like one ideal person who needs what your book has and name them. You don't have to name them in the book, but in your mind, I'm writing to Jesse right now. And Jesse, blah, 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 blah. And that's how you write the book because it's focused on the reader. And if I'm a speaker, it's focused on the audience. And we see this time and time again, and you run into it, I'm sure, all the time. Yeah. How do I make $100,000 as an author? How do I make, it's all about the money. And, and ironically, when you focus on the audience, you end up building a financial business because it, it values you. So you're more likely to make money when you serve others than when you're serving yourself. That makes complete sense. And you're right. I hear that all the time, uh, <laughs> pretty much every day. Uh, yes. So, you know, let, let, let's say we're in a position and I, I, I'm, I'm liking hearing what you say, Mike. So let's say we have somebody that works with us. Uh, they do a book with us. You can see many of the ones that we have behind me. Yes. And they, then they want to talk to you. What do they do to find you? Yeah, they can just go to peakimpactspeaking.com, simple, mm -hmm. or Mike at peakimpactspeaking.com. I mean, it's as easy as it gets. Uh, and they can reach us at peakimpactspeaking.com. We do workshops every so often. And so yeah. they could actually register and attend one of the workshops, or they can just reach out to me at Mike at peakimpactspeaking.com. And they can say, hey, I'm interested in working with you as a coach. And we'll set up a one-on-one -on, -one on Zoom. We'll see if they qualify for really with what we offer. And if we do, we'll set up a one-on-one -on -one and we'll explore the possibilities with them. Fantastic. So, I mean, everybody's listening. Uh, you, you heard it here. <laughs> Mike at PK Tax Speaking. And I, I'm looking forward, actually, after this, to talk to you after we have our interview here and work with us uh, in the future. So I would lo love to do that, Andrew. Absolutely. So that's fantastic. Everybody, you, you heard you heard here about how you can uh, put and segue your book. I know everybody is asking about public speaking. So there you go. Um, so, Mike, I it was really a pleasure having you here. Uh, do you have any last thoughts you want to share with everybody? You know, the one thing I will just share with everybody is give yourself permission to, to go for it. I think this is the biggest barrier I see people think. I don't know that I'm ready. I don't know that in this. Give yourself permission to live your dream. You, you, it's one step. Take the step. Take the step and start to explore the possibility. See what it takes. At least give yourself that opportunity. I don't want anybody watching this right now to go 10 years from now. Yeah, I was thinking about a book 10 years ago. I'm still thinking about it. And all you had to do is take that first step. Take the first step and give yourself that gift. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and yeah, you're, you're completely right. And I can tell you, we have authors ourselves, like Tom Pedro, who said, you know, I was trying to do this for 10 years and then they talked to us and he had it done in 10 months. Yep. And I, I, I'm, I, and absolutely thank you, Mike, for that, because that's a great ad for us. And that is, that's how I, I hope that anyone listening is going to take the first step with us. So Mike, I thank you so much for your time. And thank you, uh, yeah, absolutely. And for our audience, I, I thank you for your time and I hope you learned something and we will see you again on the next time.